0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We are either thinking about the things we do or just reacting as we go through our day. Intention a very powerful thing. And we have to question ourselves as to do we actually intend the things we do or do we just do them? How does our day progress and what kind of input do we have into how our day goes. Have we set intentions for what we should do? Or do we just do? The, uh, the Sufis, especially more modern ones, talk about the robotic life. The robotic life is when a man simply reacts to his outside circumstances. There's no forethought. There's just reaction. And so we live a life that's essentially controlled by what happens outside of ourselves. This happens, we do that. That happens, this is our reaction. There's no inner forethought as to why we do things. We need to establish a central core of intention, and this core of intention should guide us as to our daily deeds. What is it that we're going to allow ourselves to do, and what is it that we're not going to allow ourselves to do. For instance, the simple act of eating, if you're observant to the rules of what you are allowed to and what you are not allowed to eat, requires intention. If you have decided not to eat pork, for instance, you have created an intention inside of yourself that says, I don't do this. And I'm sure all of you are aware when you made that decision, or how that decision was made, and how that intention that was set up a long time ago remains with you, and you don't violate That intention. Now, if we can do that with the way we eat, can we do that with the other things in our lives? Can we set intentions as to our behavior? Can we set intentions as to our prayer? Can we set intentions As to our meditation, can we set intentions as to our relationships with other people? Can we set an intention to stay in a state of love? And can we set an intention to be constantly forgiving? Can we set intentions as to our emotional state? Or do we become overwhelmed by circumstances. So, on one side, we have intention. On the other side, we have circumstances. Now, if we are without intention, there's no question, circumstances will overwhelm us, because we haven't thought through how it is we want to be. We haven't given ourselves Intention. In the book of Hadith, which are the sayings or the acts of the prophets, peace and blessings be upon him, the first Hadith is about setting intentions. So we should know that before you act, there is an intention. And that intention can be to either act in a certain way or not care about the results that are going to happen and that are going to come out of our actions. That, by the way, is an intention. You have an intention not to care. You have an intention that things will happen as they happen and we'll deal with it afterwards. Um, There are hadith that say, you have to visit the sick. And it is an obligation uh, to visit the sick. Well, how about if somebody you don't like is sick? Does that give you a pass on that obligation? Or is your intention to do what's appropriate strong enough to overcome your animosity there's a story of uh, a man and a woman who were neighbors of the prophets and every morning the woman would come out of her house and put thorns on the path from the prophet's house on the way out because she didn't like him and then one morning the thorns weren't there And the prophet immediately asked, is so-and-so ill? If she is, we have to visit her. Imagine, are we capable of that kind of forgiveness and that kind of intention? We need to be able to bring ourselves to a point of loving-kindness. And if we can't bring ourselves to a point of loving-kindness, we should set an intention to bring ourselves to a point of loving-kindness. And when we set the intention, we should begin to ask ourselves, okay, I intend this to happen, why isn't it happening? What is it inside me that isn't allowing this? to happen. What is it inside me that doesn't allow me to forgive this person? What is it inside me that doesn't allow me to love this person? Now, it's not always safe to come too close to certain people because of their lack of intention and because of their inappropriate nature and inappropriate behavior. So, in these kind of circumstances, we have to learn about boundaries. Um, we have to learn that certain people attack. And there doesn't have to be a reason. They haven't set intentions yet. And they have a way about them that makes it dangerous for those who are within Their purview within their within their surroundings, so you have to be careful, and you have to keep your distance. But can you keep your distance without animosity? Are you able to set up a situation where you understand boundaries, but because of the reality of the situation, but you don't have animosity? And there's a difference. There, There's a difference between setting boundaries with animosity and setting boundaries without animosity. doesn't mean you didn't set a boundary. It doesn't mean that you're not careful. It just means that you don't have to carry that animosity inside of you. And when you carry that animosity inside of you, it poisons you because it's not good you. There's a, I think it was Mandela, that said, hatred is a poison that you think harms others, but actually poisons yourself. And that's the truth of it. So we need to be able to create a situation where we understand what we can and can't do, who we can and cannot relate to, who's dangerous to our being, but can we do it? without animosity this again is an intention an intention that we have to set so that we can control our inner self and our inner nature our intention should constantly be to love so that inside of ourselves There is this state of love. And our intention needs to be set that we are not going to lose this state of love that we have inside of ourselves because of outside circumstances and because things that other people do. Our relationship of the greatest importance in this world is our relationship between ourselves and Allah. And if we begin to make the relationship between ourselves and other people more important than that, we're going to find difficulty. And usually, when the relationships with other people become more important than our relationship with God, is when we have animosity. Because that's when that overwhelms our ability to love. And when our ability to love is overwhelmed, our relationship with God is lost because God is love. And if we are going to be within a relationship with our creator, we have to be in the state that our creator is in or we're blocked out by the veils of ignorance and animosity. Is ignorance. Whether you hate somebody or forgive somebody is of no moment to the other person. They're going to feel the way they feel. The question is, how do you feel and what's going on inside of you? Are you at peace? Are you in a state of love? Are you in a state of forgiveness? Are you in a state of composure? It doesn't matter what's going on out there. Because out there, there are constantly going to be people who don't act appropriately. I uh, got a letter in the mail, or an email in the mail. There's no letters anymore this week from somebody asking me, that uh, I talk a lot of, they say, I talk a lot about uh, people being appropriate in their behavior. And she said, what about people who have mental distress and mental disorders and don't act appropriately and do strange things? How does God treat them? And my response was short. I said, the short answer is God is merciful and understands the capacity of his creations and treats them appropriately. Now, there are lots of people out there who don't have challenges and who act inappropriately. And they will be treated according to their capacity by God. Uh, God is justice. And when you equate God's names, with God, you get some really interesting understandings. God's name is justice. So, God doesn't only give out justice. He is justice. As he sits on his throne, justice sits on that throne. He's incapable of doing anything that isn't just. Because he intends justice. And when he intends justice, justice is what prevails. And each of us are going to have to come before that justice. And as we become before that justice, the question that's going to be placed before us is, Are you just? Have you been just? What is the justice in your life? What have you done to others and were the things that you've done just? So, we have to set an intention within ourselves to be just. We have to set an intention within ourselves to watch what we do. We have to witness what we do. That witness has to be inside of ourselves. And that witness has to be someone who actually watches with God's qualities to make a judgment about what we do while we're doing it so that our actions fit in to the parameters of justice. To judge yourself prior to being judged and to judge yourself with God's justice takes you out of the need to be judged in the future. But it only happens if you've set the intention to live justice, to live justly, to live within the parameters of a just existence. And this becomes difficult because people hold on to all of the things that they consider important to them, that when you consider these things important, take you outside of justice. For instance, can you treat yourself the same as you treat other people? Or can you treat other people the same as you treat yourself? Can you treat non-family members the same as you treat family members. Can you treat people outside of your religion the same as you treat the people inside of your religion? Do you have categories for how you treat people? If somebody's rich, do you treat them one way? And if somebody's poor, do you treat them another way? If somebody's highly educated, do you treat them one way? Or if somebody's poor, do you treat them another way? I remember a situation that we had. Uh, wherein I was talking about how you needed to treat everybody equally and you couldn't treat people different because of their condition. And we were all sitting around a table. It was outside. and was open to the public. And somebody came in and sat down with us who smelled. And he was obviously homeless and a street person. And it was interesting that he came the moment we were talking about that. And then everybody at the table, I'm sure, realized just what was going on, and could they actually follow through at that time? And because we were all talking about it and all cognizant of it and very much aware of it, everybody acted on their best behavior and treated him like they treated everybody else nobody did anything untoward um, it, w- it was an interesting moment because it was an example of what we were talking about and not often do you get examples of what you're talking about walk in on you uh, but that can happen and it will happen because every moment that we are going through our lives these kind of situations will confront us and then the question is, how do we confront the situation? You should understand that every one of your actions sets your intention for the next action. What you do sets your intention for the next action. If you react violently, you set off on intention for violence. If you react lovingly, you set off an intention for love. If you react caringly, you set off an intention for caring. And the next action will be caring, and it'll carry on. But if you go in the wrong direction, if you go in the wrong way, you set intentions that go in the wrong way. And those intentions linger with you through your actions. Actions, intentions, Intentions, actions. Your intentions become actions. But repetition of actions also become intentions. They leave scars on you. They leave shadows on you. And it takes years to get rid of these. And the way to get rid of them is to go through what has happened. Uh, In the 12-step programs, Uh, there's a stage where people have to apologize to everybody they've wronged in their life. And that's a pretty difficult thing to do. But what they're trying to do is reset your attention through resetting your actions. And what we need to do is be cognizant of our actions so we don't have to reset them. We have to be cognizant of our actions so that during our lifetime we put them in a direction of behavior that complies with God's qualities. That complies with God's kindness. That complies with God's love. If your path is to love. If your intention is to love, then your actions have to show love. Or we're hypocrites. Or we just talk and we don't do. We have to bring together our intention and our action and make them work for us in that one direction, and we have to be cognizant constantly of what it is that we're doing. The uh, wise men tell us that everything we do is being reported, and everything that we do is going to be played back for us. Can we stand it? Can we watch it? Well, while it's going on, we are also watching it. So can we do self-correction in the moment of occurrence? Or do we have to be those who say, I shoulda, coulda, woulda? And this is a very subtle and intricate thing to do. Because as we self-correct, we become more. We become closer to the truth. We take ourselves on that path of truth and that path of kindness. And the rules are simple. They're not complicated. If we truly have a center of love, and that love goes out to everything, then our actions are going to be different. It's not hard to understand. You know that when you are in a state of love, you are different than when you're not in a state of love. It's not complicated. If you're having a fight with your wife, you're not the same as when you're not having a fight with your wife. It's not complicated. We shouldn't try to make it complicated. As we spin and spin and spin and spin and rationalize and have reasons why, we get further and further away from the truth, and the truth is love. Love is the cure for all ailments. Love is the cure for all our diseases and love may not help somebody else but it'll certainly help us in the same way as anger is a poison that you project at others but in fact poisons you love is a salve a curing ointment that may or may not help others but it's certainly going to help you it's going to cure you you're doing it for yourself and for others. So the great thing about love is it cures you. The great thing about loving is it's self-curative. It's more important than organic food. It is organic Allah inside of your being. And when you put that into yourself, that's when things begin to truly change for you, and your ability to react to the world changes. All of a sudden, all of the insanity that's out there is no longer personal. And this is the problem. Watch road rage. Somebody cuts somebody off, because people don't know each other. They're from other parts of the country the guy who gets cut off thinks he did it to him on purpose. No, he's just somebody who cuts people off. has nothing to do with you. And if you get enraged, it's your problem. It's not his problem. Unless you try to make it his problem, (laughs) and a lot of people do. And this is what leads to the kind of problems that we have in society. We need to learn how to love, and our ability to love will at least change one person, ourselves. But what does happen is if that love becomes strong enough, it changes all of the people we come close to. So all of a sudden, the situation within your family becomes better. The situation with your friends becomes better people begin to recognize that you are a consistent, lovely person. And your relationship with people you encounter becomes different and becomes better. So, we need the cure. And the cure is love. And the way we get the cure is it begins with setting the intention to love and watching ourselves and seeing if we, in fact, are doing it. And if we're doing it, continue to do it. Because doing it strengthens the intention, strengthens the ability to do it. Every action you make in the appropriate way gets God's assistant, assistance. Because as you come closer to him, he becomes closer to you. And as you become close to God, godly things begin to happen. And when godly things begin to happen, we understand the miracle of existence better. We understand the glory of existence better. We understand him better. And our lives change for the better. May that be so for each of us. May Allah show us His kindness. May we show the world our kindness. May our kindness unite with His kindness. And may we go on the path to the truth. Amin. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu <laughs> alaykum <laughs> wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.